Welcome to the D1 Softball Podcast. I'm your host, Tara Henry. As always, we are excited to bring you the best of the best in college softball. After the show, head on over to d1softball.com for the latest stories, coaching scoop, international softball news, fall schedules, and more. If you subscribe today, you can use Podcast 20. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T 20 for 20% off an annual subscription. We are excited for today's new episode that features Grace Lyons from Oklahoma Softball. Softball podcast is sponsored by Bat Club USA. Bat Club USA is a subscription service for premium baseball and softball equipment. In 2016, co-founders Eric and Oscar realized there's a huge performance gap between top-tier bats and the ones most people can actually afford. So they started Bat Club. Since then, parents have been able to give their kids the best bats in the game at an affordable monthly payment. Learn how you can give your little slugger access to the best bat for their swing starting at $20 per month by visiting batclubusa.com. Now let's get started. Re, my co-host, how are you doing? Doing okay. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to get these fall reports rolling out. We're just finishing up our top 50 programs of 2022 and uh, just have some big news too uh, that dropped this week uh, that we're going to get into. Um, First and foremost, the head of our U.S. Women's National Team and the head of University of Washington, Heather Tarr, uh, just signed an extension to 2029, so she'll be in Seattle through 2029. Re thoughts? Yeah, well, great to lock, obviously kind of a, it seems like a no-brainer to lock her up through that time. It's always good for recruiting. You know, that's always a good recruiting thing when you can have stability. Um, I wish there had been some financial terms disclosed. I hope that someone... Seattle Times maybe FOIAs them so we can see uh, just because I think that's always a good thing to be out there just for transparency for so we can see where the bar is at um, but definitely definitely a smart decision by Jenko and their AD um, she obviously knows it that she's got a great thing going there and uh, you know Tar's a lifer there so it's good to see her get get rewarded for that and we also had some big news on our site. Uh, we've got our partner 643 we just signed a new deal with them and really excited to have them back on with even more stats. So we'll have team statistics and player statistics with historical back or data all the way back to 2017. We'll have advanced hitting and pitching statistics uh, as well as split types like the last eight games for hitters and the last three appearances for pitchers. So new deal with 643, love those guys, love what they do for our sport and just can't wait to get more information out there for our subscribers and listeners. Yeah, that stuff's amazing, man. That's worth the subscription alone just to have that data. If you're a posing coach or if you're a parent or something, it's, it's crazy. I look at that and I just, it's like a gold mine of stats. So they do a tremendous job. Yeah, so uh, hats off to our, our partner, 643, 643 charts, uh, Derek over there uh, and all the guys, Luke and everybody over there. Uh, so that's the news for the site. Also. Uh, transfer news, Katie Dack from Texas A&M is heading to Florida State. That was announced this week. Another big transfer, re. I mean, we're, we've been seeing it through this entire offseason. What are your thoughts on Dak going to uh, FSU? Yeah, she put it out there on social media on Monday. I think it was Monday. And, uh, you know, I was kind of waiting. It was like she was in there forever in the portal and kind of wondering if she was ever going to go anywhere. And uh, 
I mean, that's a great addition for, for uh, Florida State and Lonnie down there. I mean, she was an all-SEC second team honoree as a freshman last year. She batted 303 in 119 at-bats, 25 runs, 36 hits, 13 home runs, and 40 RBI. So uh, it's a good good bat to get in the lineup up there. And I was uh, I was really impressed with her last year, watching her a lot in the SEC. So um, that's it's a great addition for FSU there. And speaking of FSU, they're number four on our top 50 programs of 2022. Alabama is at number five, the Crimson Tide, and then number three of the UCLA Bruins. Uh, so we've released those uh, heading into uh, Wednesday. It's no surprise who number two and number one are, so we can go ahead and, and, and let you all know that Florida Gators are number two, and uh, shocker, the Oklahoma Sooners are number one. Wow. You know, Grace will maybe we'll ask her about that. You know, I'm sure she's going to be shocked. <laughs> I don't think Honestly, uh, one through 10, that wasn't that difficult. I think there's a clear, you know, it's, I mean, actually, to be fair, Florida State, Bama, uh, and UCLA are pretty close. Uh, Florida State and UCLA were pretty close, but, um, you know, I think even Florida there too, but Florida had two championships uh, and a runner-up appearance, whereas the Bruins in the last 10 years just have that uh, championship uh, in uh, 2019 so that's what's on the site uh anything else Ree, you can add yeah well this is a very oklahoma flavored podcast we're gonna have grace on so i just had some really cool news it's not it's not technically college but it's softball it's high school level in oklahoma at Wawaka high this last friday night the saw the football team was they didn't have enough players to play they were two players short and they would have had to forfeit a playoff chance if they didn't get to play so two of the school's softball players, Natalie Davis and Callie Ramsey, they grew up together playing softball, and they told the coach, hey, we'll play. So they got into the game. One of them kicked and made a tackle on the kick attempt after the kick attempt, and they pretty much, you know, if Wawaka advances, they can thank these girls because they didn't have enough time to get any players because you got to pass, like, the exam. you got to get a physical, and then you have to do, like, a heat acclimation. So they couldn't get anyone in time, so they were already acclimated from their softball, so they just, hey, suit on up, put the pads on, let's go, baby. So, man, Natalie and Callie, you guys, that, that's awesome. It's cool. It's a really small school there, and uh, I think that's a really cool story. So I just wanted to get that out there because softball players, man, they're tough. They can be football players too. Oh, shout out to those two, Natalie and Callie, did you say? Yeah, Natalie and Callie. Oh, we're, we're going to have to maybe, maybe we can get them on the podcast. Oh, I'm sure we could. I'll call up a walk of high. Sure they've been, all, you know, I've, once I read about it, I was like, that's awesome. Cause you know, I mean, that's pretty cool that they're helping their fellow students. Cause if that's by chance they make the playoffs, they're eligible. Now they wouldn't have been eligible if they couldn't have suited up enough people. So, and it's a small high school. So there's not like tons to choose from there, obviously. Well, I think uh, our next goal here is to try and get them on the podcast. I'd love to actually talk to those two and, and talk about their experience. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll try. I'll definitely try to get them on. Maybe we can, you know, maybe if they, I don't know if they're going to be staying on for another week or this one-time thing, but, uh, you know, as long as they need some bodies, I'm sure they'll be able to volunteer for that. So pretty cool, pretty cool story out there coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, amazing. And like Ree said, it is an Oklahoma theme podcast. So uh, we've got our guest of the day. Ree, you want to intro who, who we've got joining us today? Yeah, we, we're going to speak with uh, Oklahoma Redshirt Senior Shortstop Grace Lyons, who obviously is part of that Oklahoma juggernaut. Tremendous player, uh, All-American, all-everything, all-defensive, and Woman of the Year nominee. So uh, she's going to talk to us about OU's groundbreaking of their um, amazing facility, $42 million facility. So they had that last Friday. So we're going to catch up with her and find out all they did and talked about and kind of 
ask her a little bit about Patty and uh, her salary increase too, and just some stuff in fall because that team is stacked again. So uh, she joined us to do that, and we'll, we'll speak to her shortly. Yeah, arguably gold glove material. I, I, incredible shortstop, and she can hit. So here's Grace Lyons, Oklahoma softball. Our guest today on the D1 Softball Podcast is Oklahoma redshirt senior shortstop Grace Lyons. Lyons batted 401 with 23 home runs and 70 RBIs in helping the Sooners win back-to-back national titles last season. First team All-American NCAA Woman of the Year nominee while also being named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. And last week, Lyons was uh, selected to speak at the groundbreaking of the program's new stadium. The entire facility is $42 million and Oklahoma's already received 30 million of it to this date. So making some big progress. So we want to hear more about that. And thank you for joining us today, Grace. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it too. Yeah, let's kind of start right there. I mean, that that stadium deal has been a huge thing, you know, in terms of just finally, I know I've read a lot of things like we've heard about this since we were recruited here. Um, How does it feel to know that that program is getting such a great facility? Even though I know you won't be there to use it, how do you feel about the whole, you know, getting that, the shovel in the ground, so to speak. Yeah, it's something that's been waiting to happen. And it's so cool to, even though I won't play in it, it's so cool to see it happen in front of us. Um, I know it was a fun little gathering the other day because we really haven't had time to celebrate with our fans um, and just our our program and athletic director and all that. We haven't been able to celebrate that yet. So it was super cool to do that. And um, just to be able to, you know, instead of just adding things to ours, I think creating a whole new um, stadium is going to be super cool. Um, And it's something that's been in the long time um, coming. And I know something that um, coach and then coach Rocha mentioned is uh, coach Rocha actually played in Reeves Park, which was across from our stadium, which then she transitioned into our stadium now. And then now it's going for the third, um, third little new renovation, which is going to be awesome. But it's cool to see just how we've progressed and it's all in the same vicinity. So it's just, I mean, I was excited to put that shovel in the ground finally, because it's been like nine years since they've been telling me it's going to happen. Yeah, that is amazing. That's pretty cool too, to kind of see the metamorphosis of like softball college. You probably like, it's like the epitome of college softball in one program, like showing the little steps that are taken through the sport, its growth overall. Um, And kind of another thing that was obviously before a week before that, the example of that was your head coach, Patty Gasso. Uh, She already had the title as highest paid coach, but 1.65 million is a pretty good annual salary there and kind of setting the bar. Um, What's the reaction been from the team? Because we know that that only helps women's sports overall when something like that happens and people can see, you know, someone paid like that and justly rewarded. But how would the team react when they heard that? We were super thankful and then just super proud of her for what she's done. Um, I know she always um, will preach that she's got our back and she wants to kind of do this for, you know, the legacy of the program and her players. And I know looking out into the softball world, there's so many OU, um, I guess, alums and people who've come out of our program who are now coaching. So um, just fresh out of the program, you know, Sid Romero, um, I know Kelsey Arnold did a little bit and then specifically Fale and um, Shannon Sale and Hope. Um, they're all in amazing programs right now. So it's cool to see kind of that taking a next step forward for them. So looking into these next coaches who are going to 
um, become the next coach Gasso. I think it's really cool to see her, you know, taking that first step and being bold and um, trying to trying to win that just for other other women. And I know it's not for herself. She's not selfish at all. And I know her whole goal of this is to have an impact for the future. And um, as, as a team, we're just so thankful for that. And we know that's her intent and everything. And it's so cool to have someone like that leading us and um, she deserves it for sure. And Grace, what is it like to play for coach Gasso? And you know, you've been there uh, more than a few years now. Uh, can you describe what it's like to have her as your coach and your leader at OU? she's uh, probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. And it's just because she holds us to a very high standard, um, but she's also going to come alongside and encourage you. Um, so that's something that as a player I want, and I want someone who's going to challenge me and, and make sure that I'm doing the little things that lead up to the big things. And one of her big mottos is she's turning girls into women um, who come through her program. So it's not necessarily all the championships we win, all of the accolades, but she really wants to just challenge us to mature and grow. And whenever we step into after college, she wants us to be prepared for that. And it all starts with the lessons on the diamond, um, but also in the classroom when we learn and, and just talk about things that um, are real life. And I think she's very genuine in how she go about, co about coaching and, and just treating us and treating us like family. It's super cool um, just to have a very well-rounded coach um, and just woman mentor um, that I can look up to. And in terms of the Oklahoma Sooner family, you know, you've had a, a few transfers coming in and out of there and you've been able to succeed uh, with big time pitchers and players coming in there. Now you've got a, a, a couple coming in and, and Sanders and, and Lee and uh, Storaco and Torres. How has it been um, integrating them into uh, OU softball? And what has that been like for you as someone that's been a captain of that, that squad for some time? It's exciting always bringing in new people just because you have a challenge to um, kind of unite them with the team, but then also uh, teach them how we do things here. And um, a lot of people can see it as, you know, a tough task, but I just see it as it's a super exciting um, thing that we can have and be a part of because these girls came here knowing the challenge and knowing the high level of softball and just, you know, we, we do things differently. And I think that with them having the mentality to want to be a part of it, it makes it a lot easier. And um, we bring their talent as well as just their mindset. I think that's what makes us really good. Um, just being able to unite a team together with so many different girls and from so many different places. Um, but thankfully, you know, the coach does a really good job of picking and recruiting really good people. And those people have a good impact on our team. And um, we have, you know, such an amazing chemistry already with so many new freshmen and transfers, like you're saying, but this team is, is so much fun. And um, we've never had issues with transfers, you know, being because it's, you're coming from a different um, culture. So it's been really fun to just have so many new faces and just make new friends. Yeah. And on that, you know, most of those players obviously haven't won national titles and some of you have, and you guys always have a target on your back. So how does the team approach that knowing that, you know, obviously it's a new team every year. So everyone wants to still get a title, but knowing that you guys are the team to beat, how have you been able to consistently stay above that level and keep motivated to keep pushing for yet more titles? I think kind of to go into a new season, you have to forget about what happened previously. I know that 
um, you know, winning and having success obviously gives you confidence, but there's a point where you just need to, um, restart and refresh yourself, knowing that, you know, we're creating a new goal to go win a national championship this year, no matter what we did last year or the years past. And I think everyone does a really good job of just kind of resetting that. And with a new team, you know, we've got to kind of create some new um, just goals and challenges that's going to motivate this team specifically. So it's been cool to try to figure out who we are this year and um, just kind of create some uh, new um, fun little things that um, are just a part of this team. And um, just kind of our eyes are forward. We're not thinking about what we need to do, what the expectations are, because that's ultimately just going to put pressure, unnecessary pressure on you. So um, we just, you know, we want to play as free as we can with as little pressure as possible. Um, and that's just kind of keeping our eyes forward and not not looking behind. Good. You guys done a good job of that so far. So that's a good, <laughs> good philosophy there. Um, now, Grace, a little bit about you. You grew up in Arizona, Peoria, right? But you were born in Germany. So yes. did you Stay there long or what was your German experience like? Yeah, I don't really remember much. I was three when my dad um, got moved to Arizona um, and then from Arizona, other places. And then we actually ended up back in Arizona when I was in high school, uh, middle school, high school. So I don't remember much, but I definitely want to go back um, and just visit from all the memories. But uh, most of my memories are probably from like Virginia and Arizona. That's where uh, my dad was stationed in the Air Force the longest. And then he ended up retiring in Arizona. Yeah. And your dad played for uh, Air Force hockey, right? Was he yes, he did. Yep. Did you ever consider a career in hockey or was it always softball for you? Well, so my brother, my brother took on hockey. Um, I, I've gotten on the skates a few times. Um, I know how to shoot and pass and all that, but I never really started that as a sport. I, uh, basketball was my second one. Um, so none of my family played basketball. I just loved it in high school. Um, it was kind of just like a fun little side sport to just mess around with, uh, and just have fun with. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I was a high school basketball too. So there you go. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, just kind of, you know, obviously your redshirt senior year here, I'm, what is your future after OU softball? What are you looking to do, whether it be in softball and then maybe beyond softball as well? Yeah, I think um, I've been blessed with an awesome education um, and then just an awesome upbringing to where I was challenged to find a lot of different hobbies and a lot of different things I was passionate about and talented in. So uh, one of those is being in my faith. I'm super um, passionate about that and just how the Lord has used me in college softball um, and the impact I've been able to have. It's been incredible. And I know, you know, the Lord chose softball for a reason and just being able to do what I did um, on my team. And then just in the softball world, it's been so cool. And, uh, so looking forward, um, I also trust that, you know, my plan is already written, so I'm not stressed out about, uh, what I'm going to do in the future. I know, um, I have a lot of options and softball being one of them. And then I got a degree in biomedical engineering. Um, so that's another little passion, just kind of getting into medical devices and then also my faith and FCA and things like that. So, Thankfully, I have so many awesome options and I'm not stressed out about, you know, picking one or two or one or the other. Um, But this year, for sure, I'm going to figure that out and just kind of see where I'm being led as far as career or whatever's after college. But I haven't chosen anything specifically yet. So I have all options open. Biomedical is a little (laughs) 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 That would take me like... I could my whole lifetime to get that degree. <laughs> uh-huh. 
for you. That's awesome, Grace. You're just, uh, oh, my spare time is biomedical stuff. <laughs> I can do it. Well, that's, now do you get, like, let's end here because I, we don't want to keep you forever. We just got done with practice. So let's ever make one aware you're, you're joining us for after practice. But I don't imagine you have tons of free time sounding like all those things you're doing. But when you do get free time, is there anything you enjoy like watching or anything you enjoy, any hobbies you have beyond, you know, the softball and your faith and everything? And yeah, I love um, fishing. That is something I picked up coming to Oklahoma. I know me and my teammates and friends will go fishing sometimes. Um, we have some fun little ponds that we go to. And then I also love taking pictures and photography um, just of people and uh, going out with friends like and just taking pictures and editing and all that. But um, and then I love just going and speaking to young middle school, high school kids um, about my faith and just giving messages like that. Um, those are probably some of my top hobbies outside of softball that I try to keep myself uh, not so busy as far as the school and softball side. So kind of makes me relax a little bit. Yeah. What, you type, of, what type of fishing is it like bait and tackle, fly fishing? What type of fishing do you guys do? Yeah, just bait and tackle. We go get just bass um, and we use some plastic worms. Um, those have worked so far. So yeah. Now is it, so that are, it ain't broke. are you bringing it back and cooking it up? Are you catching a release? What's, what's, uh, uh, no bass. I don't like bass. I really don't like fish in general, but, um, I, yeah, we just catch and release and, uh, we gotta, we gotta take pictures of them every time. So we kind of keep track of how many we catch by just, you know, snapping some pictures of it and tossing them back. And we kind of have a running, um, kind of a, ch a challenge of who's, who's caught the biggest one so far this year. And, um, I'm pretty sure, I think Hannah Kaur, one of our outfielders has a, has a really big one this year. So we're going to go try to beat her. That is awesome, man. You need to owe you, see an NIL thing an OU bass fishing tournament. I know. I, everyone know. I need some, I need some fishing companies to hit me up. Yeah, man. I mean, come on, Montana's got like the tree stands. Like you need a fishing company. We can do this. I know. Hit her up. Everyone listening to this podcast that in the fishing industry, we know there's a lot of you. Grace. <laughs> well, Grace, this has been awesome. We could talk to you forever and hopefully we will continue to talk to you uh, as the season approaches. So thank you so much for joining uh, me and Tara on the D1 Softball Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Grace Lyons, Oklahoma Softball. Gosh, I, you know, they are, that team in general, every sooner we talk to, they've got that championship mentality and it just shows through in the way they speak. Yeah, and Grace is a good one. I mean, she's obviously was chosen to speak at that groundbreaking ceremony. I mean, she's a very, very good just spokesperson for the program overall. Um, obviously, it's a tremendously talented player, redshirt senior, so she stuck it out through all that, which isn't hard to do when you're probably that successful there. Uh, but, you know, the thing that impresses me too about Grace is, I mean, she's had people transfer in that were really talented shortstops, and she's kept that position, and that's that's not some of those names they've had transfer in, so... Um, and it was fun to talk to her about just, you know, that stadium, even though she won't get to play in it, she's still really excited about it and just kind of what they're expecting for the season. So always love talking to Grace and hopefully we can have her on sometime during the season too, once they get through uh, fall and we get started here in the spring. Yeah, ex excited to watch her in her final season with Oklahoma Sooner. So that's it for the podcast. Head on over to d1softball.com. We've got loads of content up on the site. Uh, let us know what you think. Send us a note. You can contact us at info at d1softball.com or you can send Rhea or myself uh, a message on Twitter and, and we'll get back to you. Uh, with that said, Rhea, any final thoughts for the week? 
Yeah, just check out. We posted some of uh, the fall schedule updates, UCLA, Missouri, Memphis, Florida. They kind of just dropped some of their schedules. So Brady's done a tremendous job, Brady Vernon, of updating the fall schedules. So if you want to see who's playing or if you want to head out to a game, it is the only Division One versus Division One that's pretty much listing. So I know some people were like, hey, where's every single game? But um, check out some of those because, I mean, he's doing a tremendous job updating that. So if you want to catch a game near you, check that schedule. And to be honest, man, UCLA's, I wish I was, you're right there, man. They had a really, that's one of the stiffest fall schedules I've ever seen. And that's pretty cool. I love when that, that they're playing almost all division one, which is awesome. Yeah. The Bruins aren't messing around this fall. I'll be able to catch a handful of those games in person. So pretty, pretty excited for that. Uh, that's it for the podcast. Tara Henry for Rhiannon Podkey. Uh, we'll see you all next week.